Hello, welcome to the Battle Line Podcast. This is the place where we have conversations on the collision between community, faith, and culture. I am one of your hosts, Matt Satterley, and here with me is my wife, Jamie Satterley, not only my co-host in this podcast, but my co-host in, in life. Say hello, Jamie. Hi. And also with us is our producer, Elizabeth, who really makes this whole thing run. Uh, how are you today, Elizabeth? I am totally stoked to be here. <laughs> yeah, it, it's exciting. Uh, I had a lot of fun the last time, so I'm excited to keep keep this moving. Today's episode, we're going to dive into um, some Christmas movies. Christmas movies, I don't know about you guys, are like one of my very, very favorite things about the holiday season. Um, I just love me some Christmas movies. Um, and then we're also going to talk a little bit about how you can rescue Christmas for the hurting in your communities. That's right. But before we get into that, we we do like Captain Jamie said, we want to talk Christmas movies. Let's let's have Christmas movies. It's that time of year. We're coming up on Thanksgiving already on on TV. I've already seen a bunch of Christmas movies already playing. So let's get right into it. Um, we're going to go around the horn here first. And, and the first two questions are going to be, what is what is in your opinion? You know, if you look this up on Google, I mean, everybody has an opinion. I found 55,000 websites this this uh, last week about the best Christmas movie ever or what is the worst um, like Die Hard. I know that's a touchy subject for people. Not a Christmas movie. But there are people out there that's, that say Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I'm going to say it is because when your whole setting of the movie takes place at an office Christmas party, and then when you tape a gun to your back with Christmas wrapping tape, uh, you get you get a pass. You get you get to be in that niche that is that niche, if you will, that is Christmas movies. All right. Well, let's go around the horn. What is your favorite Christmas movie. What, in your opinion, Captain Jamie and Elizabeth, is the best Christmas movie of all time? Captain Jamie, I know this is touchy for you. You want to go first? Um, yes. So, as you can probably imagine, I have strong opinions on the best and the worst Christmas movies. Um, so, my favorites are Muppet Christmas Carol. It's kind of tied. Uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, I love... Muppet Christmas Carol. We watch it every year while we decorate our tree. Uh, and then it's also kind of tied with It's a Wonderful Life, which has a lot of sentimental value. I grew up watching that movie. Um, you know, there are some people out there who who hate It's a Wonderful Life, and I don't understand those people. It's a fantastic movie. I cry. I've probably seen that movie oh, oh more than 100 times. I cry every single time I watch it. I I don't disagree, but I'm going to push back on you a little bit, Captain Jamie, with It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> of again, course you are. <laughs> again, I, I get it. And I know this is, listen, I know there are listeners out there who this is the hill you want to die on. And I, and I completely understand that. And it's fine. But I'm just going to say it like this. Here it is. Here's my spicy opinion about It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life can take place at any holiday in the calendar year and still have the same thing. Like you could say uh, George Bailey goes off a bridge at Cinco de Mayo. And <laughs> and when he wakes up, he's like, it's Mexican Independence Day, Bedford Falls. You know, my life is worth meeting or anything like that. It could be like, it's, you know, whatever day. And still, so I get it. Yes, it's nice and sweet that it takes place at Christmas. But if a movie can take place at any other holiday and still makes sense. There you go. Well, you're not correct. You are wrong. <laughs> it is a Christmas movie. Matt, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. If it every were Cinco de Mayo. Rings, every time a bell rings, we eat a taco on Cinco de Mayo. All right. <laughs> same old, same old. Come on. Who's ringing bells at Cinco de Mayo? Nobody. 
Come on. It's a Christmas movie. <laughs> Um, for mine, uh, yeah, I'll, I'm going to agree. Muppet Christmas Carol is my favorite. I know that there are, uh, um, there are a million variations of, uh, Christmas Carol. I mean, gosh, you've got Jim Carrey version. You've got the George C. Scott version. You've got Scrooged with, uh, Bill Murray. I mean, there, that movie's been made a hundred times over, but I think that the story is great. And if we're talking about faith, I think that you see that story in, the Christmas Carol, a life. What is it? The Captain Jamie, the line that they say him up at Christmas Carol, uh, a life can be made right. Um, a life can be redeemed. Oh my gosh. That's, that's what the Salvation Army believes in that. And, and what the church and what we have our faith in Jesus is that a life can be made right. A life can be redeemed. So, uh, um, love Christmas Carol. I'll get that one for two. How about you, Elizabeth? Uh, favorite Christmas movie, best Christmas movie. Hands down, Home Alone. Okay, oh, great. Yeah. Great pick. Um, great pick. All-time fave. It's a great pick. I It's on my list, too. It's on my list. Did I hear that this week was the anniversary, like the 30th anniversary of it, Home Alone? It came out this week 30 years ago. Iconic. 30 years ago. I know. I feel uh, so old. <laughs> I remember, now in coronavirus, this sounds hilarious, but I remember seeing Home Alone in theaters, and the theater was sold out. It was the only time I've been in a movie theater where every seat was full. I think that they were putting people in, like you were. You got a ticket and you had to sit on the <laughs> stairs because it was, I, it was the last time I think I've been in a movie theater, it, it was filled to the brim. So great pick no one no one can scream like daniel stern is he just has the best the best el what do you love about it elizabeth i personally love the paint can throwing scene yes yeah i'm not for violence like scary movies are not my jam but like no one's really getting hurt and this is so fun and like the icing of the stairs oh my gosh (laughs) oh the nail through the foot how many of us can watch the nail go through the foot and not cringe. Yeah. I know. No, it's it's a perfect film. There are so many parts as an adult now when you watch that movie, there's so many times where you go, you should have died. Like a real <laughs> person would have died right there. I think um, I saw an article once where a doctor kind of like outlined this is what would have happened. Like if this if this was reality here, are all the things they would have broken, like would they have survived? I was like, okay, we might be taking this a little too seriously. But uh, yeah, it's a great. Do you like Home Alone too, Elizabeth? I I do like Home Alone too. I wouldn't say it's as good, but I would say it's still like a slam dunk bit yeah. of cinema. Yeah, it's good, classic. <laughs> and then of course the brick throwing in that is the other yes. you know, oh, gosh, yeah. moment. Yeah, <laughs> not that we're like it's like the same movie trope. But yeah. like, what could we do this time? <laughs> Last time we used paint cans. I, love I it. got an idea. Let's use mm-hmm. bricks. That's <laughs> totally different. <laughs> Um, okay. Oh, and it, just to go back to that, Cam Jamie, so you're saying that a person could not survive walking in a kitchen door and having their head set aflame by a giant fire <laughs> yeah. and, yeah, still, and still walk around. <laughs> all right. Well, um, all right. Again, that was, those are best Christmas movies in our opinion. Um, it's not worth much, but as our opinion. Now let's move to the worst. There are a lot of Christmas movies out there and you got a lot to choose from. But uh, in our opinion, now again, people out there listening, some of you are about to get, oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that. That's like my, that was my memories. Like, it's okay. These are just our opinions. It's okay, guys. So um, let's go around the horn. What, in your opinion, is probably one of the most terrible or boring or worst Christmas movies of all time? Elizabeth, you want to, you want to start us off on this one? I'm going to start off with a really spicy take here. Okay. Let's hear it. I cannot stand Elf. Hey, all right. Hey. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah? I'm oh, okay with you. that. I'm okay with that pick. 
I can't get over the, the gum scene. I just, I can't get past it. <laughs> so I'm out. I, I, I would say, yes, I think a lot of people, especially younger people are going to disagree. Uh, but, but I think that, yes, you're right. I think for, for story, it's not the best, but that movie does have a bunch of one-liners that we still quote today. You sit on a throne of lies. You smell like beef and cheese. <laughs> I mean, we use these lines. I mean, those have become part of our everyday lexicon, if you will. That's yeah, good, I think though. like I liked Will Ferrell. I really liked um, Saturday Night Live Will Ferrell, but his movies are all just too much. There's just too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh, not my favorite either all right uh yeah captain jamie uh i know again everybody buckle up guys here comes captain jamie here we go <laughs> yes yeah, so i you know i thought that i was the only person in america who felt this way but i recently learned that i know what you're I, gonna say and you are I, listen uh a christmas story is the worst maybe not even the worst Christmas movie of all time. I think it might be the worst movie of all time. It has zero redeeming qualities. You about stop. It. Not, you stop right there. one iota of, of goodness Jamie. can be found in that movie. Yes, let, Matthew. Let me, let, me, let me tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> that movie is about the American middle class working family that i'm I don't sorry even think those parents like their children i'm sorry it Captain Jamie. Horrible. i'm sorry jamie that you were born into a into a into a family that didn't have time to worry about the middle class at christmas okay. time i hope my parents are listening to this right now <laughs> oh my gosh i uh, i understand listen, what you're saying i understand I thought, what you're saying i thought i was the only person that felt this way um especially like oh my gosh the um, horrible tragedy it is that TBS shows this movie for 24 hours when there are an infinite number of Christmas movies that you could show. It's just, it's tragic. But I recently did a very scientific poll on Facebook uh, and learned that of the 82 people who responded, 22% of them agreed with me that a Christmas story is the worst Christmas movie of all time. Well, you know what? 63% of stats are made up. So <laughs> listen, I did the math. You could check it. <laughs> Isn't it also like 22% of Americans think that uh, there are lizard aliens inside human bodies. <laughs> Those are the same people that don't like a Christmas story. Listen, I just, I need to write a letter to TBS and just tell them that they need to pick a new movie for their yep. tradition because it is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, again, though that movie has iconic, uh, what's the word? Uh, MacGuffins. Isn't that what it is when uh, like there's a, a movie that's centered around like a uh, a prop, uh, the leg lamp. When you see a leg lamp anywhere, yeah, that's you the just Christmas decoration <laughs> everybody needs in their house is a fishnet stocking <laughs> lady's leg. Which should we talk again about objectification with a lampshade on it? It's it's Listen, a. Listen, you're gonna get me started. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, okay. Here I have two for the worst movie of all. Not worst. Okay. I'll go through this real quick because I know, listen, send your emails to tim.foley at usn.stavishnarmy <laughs> because I, Charlie Brown Christmas, I'm Charlie Brown Christmas. Listen, it's, I get it. It's the it, audacity. <laughs> How dare it's fine. you? It's fine. It's fine. I'm just saying, like, listen to this. Christmas time is here. We're all really sad. Okay. The leaves are gone. 
it's really cold. There is no happiness here. Oh my gosh. Thanks guys. Oh, gosh. But then everybody's going to say, Oh, what about Linus? He does the, he reads yeah, scripture. Matt, he okay. reads the Christmas story. He talks about Jesus. Were well, you going to go ahead and tell us about how this is, <laughs> this is wrong, how it's not redemptive, Matt, for this uh, cute little boy in his little blanket to talk about Jesus. All right. All right. That I get it. All right. You're going to hit me with the Christianese. I'm fine. All right. The second one, lesser known one you guys uh little listen I, you know like i said listen to uncle matt from fraggle rock you're gonna have to google this one babes in toyland all right babes in toyland it was made in i believe 1984 1986 it stars believe this or not elizabeth you're the youngest one here let me ask you this okay I'm ready. Have, you ever, have you ever seen babes in toyland do you know what i'm talking about it sounds vaguely familiar but i have no idea what it is okay you can google it it's amazing the star is a young drew barrymore and oh. the the leading male like ET that would have been like ET no, era. The, she's like a, she's like five years past ET in this one. Okay. And then the the leading man is none other than the Matrix himself, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> oh wow! And she it's just you have to see it. It's amazing. Keanu Reeves sings in the movie um, about you know what city in America would you is did you know is like have the the best. If you could sing about one song, New York, no. In this movie, we sing about Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> C-I-N-C-I-N-N-A-T-I, Cincinnati. The best town in O-H-I-O, Ohio, USA. Yeah, look it up, boys and girls. You will be amazed. Babes in Toyland. Um, it went right to TV, 94 minutes long. Watch it. You, YouTube probably has it. Somebody probably pirated it, and it's on there. But So are you saying it's a horrible 94, 94 minutes or like it's worth a watch just for how terrible it is. There's a, a if you say Christmas leg lamps don't have to do anything with Christmas. Captain Jamie in this movie, there's a vulture like creature that can see the future called a troll log. So <laughs> check it out. You're selling yeah. me on this one. That's right. Nothing says Christmas like vulture. it's worth it to see Drew Barrymore and Keanu Reeves sing a duet in a group. And the guy that plays Georgie Porgy. Hmm. Oscars. Georgie Porgy. Yeah, you Sounds have to see it. I don't, listen, if I explain it too much, I'm going to ruin it for all the boys and girls out there. But check okay. it out. All right. Okay, well, let's go into... Um, oh, well, last time, you know, we talked a lot about Hallmark Christmas movies. And I do want to say thank you to the Hallmark. Hallmark has, has been very kind to the Salvation Army over the years. Very kind. And um, we just want to say thank you to them. Um, and Hallmark Christmas movies, I'm going to be straight with you. I've never seen one. So it's hard for me to make fun. It's not hard. I mean, I'm going to make fun of them, but it's still... That flees the room whenever they come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Elizabeth, do you ever... I know Captain Jamie remembers this, but do you ever remember going to the mall as a child and going into a Hallmark Gold Crown store? Oh my, absolutely. I know a Hallmark store. Really? I was going to oh. say, you were going to say, absolutely not. I didn't even know these oh, things existed well, like a blockbuster. Actually, actually, hold the phone. I think it's the paper store now. I think they've rebranded. Yes, yes. So okay. I looked it up. I think that there's only like 2,000 left in the United States, but I remember when they used to be in every mall. And like the Hallmark Gold Crown store was like a mixture of hospital, <laughs> hospital. <laughs> Uh, what do you call those things? Like, gift like shops. gift shop, hospital gift shop, married a wrapping, pa no, like a, uh, like a Christian bookstore without the books. 
right? <laughs> like just the gifts married yeah, a Hobby you. Lobby. That was it. That was the gold Hallmark Gold Crown store. I remember going into those bad boys, man. Mom was going to the store. I was like, I'm going to the Hallmark Gold Crown store just to buy greeting cards. Absolutely not. But <laughs> now that their stores have closed, we are they've gone into the movie biz. And Christmas is where they own the day. So for this little part, I'm going to give you both little quiz here about the Hallmark Christmas movies. Um, I'm going to have six questions for you here. What I do is I'm going to give you two movie titles. You have to tell me which one is the Hallmark Christmas movie. Make sense? Oh, gosh. I'm ready. Sure. I will tell you this. Every movie that I mention is a real movie. I, di I didn't make any of them up. These are all real Christmas movies. Okay, here we go. So we're so there. it's an actual movie. We're just trying to guess which one is not made by Hallmark. Find the imposter. That's what you're trying to do. Find the imposter. Okay, this one is easy. First question, very easy. Which one of these is a Hallmark Christmas that, but movie? but I hate Hallmark movies, so it's not going to be easy. No, this one is pretty self-apparent. Here you go. First one, <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night. But <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing already. Uh, Silent Night, uh, Deadly Night. And a boyfriend for Christmas. Which one is the real Hallmark Christmas movie? Silent Night, Deadly Night, a boyfriend for Christmas. Well, listen, if we know anything about Hallmark movies, it's that, you know, they always find a boyfriend. So I'm going to go with that one. Elizabeth? I totally agree. And that sounds like so much fun. Okay. A boyfriend for Christmas is the Hallmark Christmas movie. Good job. You both get a point. Bing. All right. Silent Night, Deadly Night is a horror movie where a axe murderer goes around uh, in a Santa suit killing people. Actually, I think it was cut and not allowed to be shown because of its violence. So good. <laughs> All right. Next terrible. <laughs> getting, getting a little tougher. Second question. Which of these is a Hallmark Christmas movie holiday in handcuffs <laughs> or matchmaker Santa <laughs> holiday in handcuffs or matchmaker Santa. Captain Jamie, you're first on this one. Oh, See, now this is, I feel like this could be tricky because I want to say there's no way that Hallmark is making a movie about, you know, somebody in handcuffs. But it also kind of seems like just the thing Hallmark would do to send some, you know, lumberjack to volunteer at a jail and find himself a girlfriend. A lumberjack Christmas prince, <laughs> yes. Jamie. Wait, okay, so it was the one about the handcuffs? And what Holiday was the in handcuffs or matchmaker Santa. Okay, matchmaker Santa is the Hallmark movie. Elizabeth. Final answer. <laughs> I know that Hallmark has a, a mystery series, so I'm going to go with this ha the handcuffs. Matchmaker Santa is the Hallmark Christmas movie. Now, I, I kind of tricked you. I threw you off this one. This one I kind of cheated. Holiday and Handcuffs is an ABC Family Channel <gasps> movie. It was the best <gasps> one on ABC Family. Holiday and Handcuffs, it stars two stars from the 90s one mrs clarissa explains it all sabrina the teenage witch oh melissa joan hart and the boy toy is one ac slater better known as mario lopez yes. oh my goodness they are together holidays in handcuffs check it out at abc family I'm near you. Watch it. all right <laughs> next one number three which one of these is a hallmark christmas movie mary matrimony or Single Santa Seeks Mrs. Claus. Mary Matrimony or Single Santa Seeks Mrs. Claus. I'm going to go wants, with go ahead. Mary Matrimony. I'm going to second that. Mary Matrimony it is. 
All right. Listen, I'm not saying there's a theme, but here's the last three movies. Boyfriend for Christmas, Matchmaker Santa, <laughs> Merry Matrimony. All right, here we go. Number four. Christmas in Connecticut or Annie Claus is coming to town. I have heard of Christmas in Connecticut. So now I'm trying to figure out, have I heard about it because it's on, it's a Hallmark movie or have I heard about it because it's played elsewhere? Connecticut gives me lifetime vibes. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I think this might be the sister channel. What's it going to be? I lost track of, I lost track of points. So go ahead. Christmas in Connecticut. Christmas in Connecticut. Okay, Jamie, Elizabeth. I'll go with the other one. <gasps> Annie Claus is coming to town is the Hallmark Christmas movie. Oh. Right Nice. All right. Number five, naughty or nice. Oh, I know. She was. Whoa, guys. For this podcast. Naughty or nice. It's a song lyric, Captain Jamie. Get it together. <laughs> or to grandmother's house we go. Naughty or nice. Oh. Or to grandmother's house we go. I feel like Hallmark Channel always tries to keep it wholesome. So I think they would steer away from naughty or nice so i'm gonna say to grandmother's house we go i i agree on that one. Oh, ladies and gentlemen i'm sorry no. it's naughty or nice oh, hallmark stepping out i know oh Whoa, hallmark to grandmother's house we go to grandmother's house we go is actually a mary kate and ashley olsen movie oh my god <laughs> i'm embarrassed now. all the millennials right now are screaming at their radios screaming at their phones passport to paris oh my gosh <laughs> all right <laughs> the last the one again this one should be pretty simple, but I just want to throw it out there. Last one. Santa Claus conquers the Martians. <laughs> or Christmas under wraps. Oh. Santa Claus conquers the Martians. We'll make a Christmas movie out of anything. Christmas <laughs> under wraps. Go ahead. Take your pick. Christmas under wraps. I'm, it seems too easy. <laughs> But I'll go with it. Yes, Christmas Under Wraps is the correct one. Santa Claus Conquers the Martians was a movie made in the 60s. It is a real thing. Um, but I picked Christmas Under Wraps because that is the number one Hallmark Christmas movie ever, ever watched at one time. Um, it stars the OG Christmas Hallmark movie queen, who also is a spokesman for the Salvation Army, Candace Cameron Bure. Bure? Cam Jamie, help me out. Bure? Bure? Sure. Nailed it. <laughs> Let's just say DJ Tanner. Yes. Christmas Under Wraps, when that movie debuted, it had 5.75 million people watch that movie on Hallmark That's Channel crazy. when it came out. So Candace Cameron Bure is the Hallmark Christmas movie queen. Well, go I ahead, just, Elizabeth. I, I just want to say, I just Googled this and it does appear Lifetime has ripped them off and has the same title movie. Oh. Mm-hmm. Just... But it doesn't have Candace Cameron in though, no, does it? No, it's with it's with other people who I don't know. Oh, this is a 2020 movie, so oh, okay. It's no, Christmas Under Wraps came out in like 2016, yeah. I think, something like that. No, much better. All right. Well, the Hallmark, as we were saying earlier, Hallmark really has helped the Salvation Army. They've had great partnerships, um, and 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 we want to say thank you to Hallmark for that. But also, we do want to say like there are lots of ways that you can help out the Salvation Army and your local community this Christmas. And that's kind of the point of this podcast um, as we come to the you know second half of the show here is just to say, how can you help the Salvation Army help others? Salvation Army is in the business of helping others, and especially at Christmas time um, when, when we're seen the most and when there's the most opportunity to serve. 
Um, but I asked a few people, what, what would be the thing that we would want our listeners to do? If you want to get involved in helping people and giving back something this Christmas, what would it be? So the first thing is um, a thing that the Salvation Army is very well known for, and that is our Christmas kettles, um, ringing bells, as we call them, not buckets. And people love to call them buckets. Oh, you're the people with the red buckets. Yes, we are. But we call them kettles. All right. Um, Captain Jamie, do you want to give us the history real quick on on uh, bell ringing kettles? Yeah, sure. So this Christmas, the Salvation Army's um, kind of Christmas campaign is called Rescue Christmas because we anticipate that the need has grown so much um, because of COVID and, and all of the job loss and things that has brought with it. Um, uh, we're kind of our aim is to rescue Christmas for all those out there who need it. And really, that's how the first um, kind of kettle campaign started. There was a guy named uh, Captain Joseph McPhee back in 1891, so long ago. Um, he kind of was so burdened by this large number of individuals who was going hungry on the streets of San Francisco. And he really felt the the call to provide a free Christmas dinner. Um, but he didn't have a way to pay for it. So he was trying to figure out, you know, like, how can I raise money in order to feed this great homeless population? Um, and so uh, Joseph McPhee was from um, England. And so he remembered his time there in Liverpool. Um, and there was a thing there called the Simpsons Pot, um, where um, they would put this pot out at the port and people would just walk by. And as they walked by, they would toss in a coin or two um, to help the needy. And so he set up a similar pot at the Oakland Ferry Landing. Um, and the rest is history. So today there are more than 30,000 kettle locations across the United States um, that raise millions of dollars um, across America to help uh, to help those in need. One thing I think that people maybe don't understand is that even though we raise this money at Christmas, it really goes to fund the Salvation Army's mission all year long. Um, and so that's why it's so important and why we put such an emphasis on it, because the money that's raised in just this few, you know, short six weeks or so of time goes to help 52 weeks of the, of the year in every local community. That money stays local. Um, it, it helps those in your community who really need help. And so that's why we put so much emphasis on those red kettles. Yeah. I, by ringing bells, you're not only helping the Salvation Army out at Christmas and not helping, you're helping other people. You're helping the Salvation Army, like with our homeless shelters, you're helping to keep people in our homeless shelters, um, keep them safe, keep them fed, keep them warm, especially in the, in the coldness of winter. You're helping provide food for hungry families. Um, you're providing Christmas, right? We talked about that. Um, but also you're helping people that what the Salvation Army is able to use is, is be able to help people with utility assistance and rent assistance. So as Captain Jamie was saying, yeah, if, if you're helping us to volunteer to ring bells and raising money at the kettles and every, every little penny that's put in there, you're, you're helping the Salvation Army, not just at Christmas, but, but all year round. Now, especially we're, people are scared to death and, and rightly so this year because of the pandemic. How many people are going to be out and about if this is the Salvation Army's main fundraiser throughout the year? You know, how is that going to affect us through providing service to others throughout the year? So um, look, check out just uh, you can go to SalvationArmyUS.org or you can just Google your local Salvation Army and you can get in touch with the local Salvation Army officer or, or unit director there and they can inform you about how to, to volunteer to ring bells. I'm telling you folks, ringing bells is some of the best fun you'll ever had. I know people are like, oh, I got to stand out in front of Walmart uh, for like two hours. Oh my gosh, it's fun. It really is fun. I say that ringing bells in front of Walmart for a couple of hours is worth 
a course credit at a, in a human psychology class um, at, a, at, a, at your standard university because it's funny to see the personalities of people as they walk by you. Like some people look at the ground because they think if I don't make eye contact with the bell ringer, they don't exist and I can get by. So people are like the people who pretend to be on their cell phones so they don't have to acknowledge you. Bluetooth, you know, that kind of stuff. It's you fun. You also, though, get to hear stories like people will stop and tell you about interactions they've had with the Salvation Army or even interactions that have been passed down, you know, from their grandparents or whatever. And, you know, they say what the Salvation Army meant to the soldiers, um, you know, who who received, you know, donuts or coffee or whatever from the donut girls. Um, you know, all that stuff gets passed down and people share it. Um, and so it's it is. It's a good time to be out there and just to, to meet people. Uh, understandably, people are maybe a little bit nervous about that this year because of COVID. Um, and so we're going to talk about some ways that you can help without necessarily having to go out at the kettle as well. Yeah. When you walk by a kettle and you see people, you're either seeing A, a volunteer or B, a paid Salvation Army employee, seasonal employee at that, at that uh, location, because, you know, there's just not enough volunteers. And so it's helpful to have as many volunteers as possible, especially this year, because most of our volunteers that stand out in front of kettles are usually of the older generation. And because of the way the coronavirus has been really unfair to the older generation, we are really looking forward to uh, getting younger people in there um, out who can stand in front of the kettles this year. So, um, again, if you want more information on that, it varies wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this, but check out SalvationArmyUS.org or just Google your local Salvation Army, get in contact and say, Hey, look, I want to ring bells. I want to work at this Walmart up the road from me or this, whatever, you know, uh, grocery store, wherever, uh, they're allowed to ring bells and just say, look, I want to take a shift. And, uh, Grab some friends and come out and come together. It's it's a great time. Um, as Captain Jamie was saying, uh, Captain Jamie, do you want to talk? You want to talk a little bit about Angel Tree? Yeah, absolutely. So the um, the Angel Tree has only really been around since 1979. Um, it was actually started as a partnership between the Salvation Army and a local shopping mall uh, right down the road from us now in Lynchburg, Virginia. Um, and it was the Salvation Army at that time in that community was run by uh, Major Charles and Shirley White. Um, and so they kind of got the idea, um, you know, they they saw the needs of these children in the community. And so they took Hallmark greeting cards, um, which featured the pictures of angels, and they wrote on the back of those Shout cards. Shout out to Hallmark. Yes. They, uh, <laughs> they, they wrote kind of the wishes of these kids on these cards and hung them on that tree at the mall. And shoppers could select a child and fulfill those wishes. Um, so that first year, they they helped 700 children. Um, experience a brighter Christmas. Today, across America, more than 1 million children uh, are the beneficiaries of that same joy um, that, you know, that they sought to share over 40 years ago. Um, so, yeah, it's a great, a great ministry and a great way to help, you know, kids um, are, are so often um, kind of the beneficiaries of, of things that they have no control over. Uh, and oftentimes their parents are as well. Um, and so the Salvation Army understands and recognizes um, just how heavy that burden can be on the hearts of parents when for whatever reason, because of job loss or, um, you know, sometimes it's it's as simple as um, a, a spouse walked away or there are all kinds of heartbreaking situations that you hear about, but for whatever reason, can't provide Christmas that year. And so the Salvation Army says, you know what? Let's let us, you know, extend a hand out to help you um, make it through this season. Um, and just the joy that you see on the on the face of the parents, 
um, and on the face of the kid makes it all worth it. Yeah. And Walmart has really gone above and beyond for the Salvation Army this year. I mean, allowing us to have pretty much nearly every Walmart or most of them, you will see a Walmart angel, a Salvation Army angel tree inside your local Walmart. You're going to be there anyway. So you might as well take an angel off off the tree this holiday season and uh, buy a gift and, and leave it there for a kid. If not, you can go to the website, walmartangeltree.com, uh, walmartangeltree.com, and, and you can get information. You're able to help um, that way is all. And, and this year, we want to give a shout out. Again, Walmart had their 2020 Toy Awards that came on TV with a bunch of celebrities. I mean, we had Megan Trainer, uh, and I say we, Walmart, man, hooked us up. The Salvation Army is just the benefit of uh, being able to serve others that Megan Trainer was there, DJ Khaled, um, and a, a host of others. So again, check out your local Walmart this Christmas season or go to Walmart Angel Tree dot com and you can do that or register for good um just google register for good and uh you can see it that way as well also when what walmart's also doing this year which is very cool is uh because of the coronavirus pandemic and they're wanting to serve others the need is still great any even if it wasn't a pandemic but especially because of that a lot more families hungry out of work um walmart is also when you pay for something at walmart they'll uh you can also round up now you can round up your change, your extra change, and that will benefit the Salvation Army and helping helping other people out. And again, not just at Christmas, but gosh, folks, all throughout the year that this is going to do. Um, yeah, and that roundup is it's in person when you shop in person at Walmart. So you just ask your the person that's uh, doing the register, um, or if you're shopping online, there's also the option there to round up. I did it twice this week. They helped me out with my Christmas shopping, so I went ahead and rounded up. Um. Captain Jim, before we leave Angel Tree, um, you know, you, Captain Jim, when we were Corps officers, when we were, we ran a local Salvation Army, Captain Jamie, you really had um, your hands on the Angel Tree program locally where we were. Um, do you remember any like stories of any families that were, that were affected, that were helped by the Salvation Army? Any, any just something to bring it home to us? Yeah, so there are there are a ton of stories. Every year you meet um, families um, and, you know, one of the, the great opportunities is that it gives us a chance to hear their story. Sometimes people just need somebody to listen to them. Um, and so it gives the opportunity for them to share what's going on in their lives. And uh, because so many of our volunteers are tied in with the mission of the Army, they're able to to offer, you know, kind of a hand of hope, but also sometimes a prayer um, just to say like, hey, let me, you know, let me help pray for you in this situation. Um, there is a story that didn't happen in our unit. It happened in another, uh, another unit in Arkansas, actually. Um, the, uh, a, a present came in and as those gifts come in, you know, you kind of organize them into the family boxes and things. And, um, inside there was a, a kind of a card that was, uh, taped to the gift and it, there was a picture there with it. Um, and inside the card, um, it's, it said there was a note from the donor and it said, you know, uh, our baby passed away earlier this year. Um, and we, you know, if, if our baby were alive now, it would be the same age, uh, as this child that, that they had shopped for. Um, he said, we would give anything to be shopping for Christmas for our daughter right now. But because we can't do that, we want to share the joy with you. Um, and so we hope you have a Merry Christmas. Um, and it just kind of taught me so much. So many times we think, I think about what the ministry this is to the recipient, but it's also a ministry to the donors. We don't know what's happening or going on in the donor's 
um, lives. Um, you know, this this family had endured this incredible tragedy, uh, but it was a ministry for them uh, and to their hearts as well. And um, so many times I remember meeting volunteers at the where Angel Tree warehouses or the Angel Tree um, kind of centers at Walmarts and things. And I would hear stories or even stories from donors who would say, you know, when I was a kid, the Salvation Army helped our family. Or, you know, several years back, I hit a rough patch and I lost a job or or whatever the circumstances were, and the Salvation Army helped me, and now it's my turn to be able to turn around and help back, uh, help give back. And so, um, I think both with Kettles and with Angel Tree, it's it's not just a blessing for those who are receiving the benefit of of that work, um, but it's also such a gift to those who are um, to the donors, to uh, those who are purchasing the presents, um, to the workers who are helping out in the warehouses. Um, you know, even to those who are ringing the bell, um, you know, it's a gift to them as well. And so we need more of that in the world today, right? These happy moments, this ministry, these opportunities of blessing. And so um, I would just encourage you again, check out, get in contact with your local Salvation Army. There are plenty of things to do. So, um, you know, link up with them and, and find out how you can be a part of rescuing Christmas in your community. For sure. And yeah, just again, the, the younger generation, millennials, generation Z, those older than us kind of give us, you know, some real flack about the way that, um, we volunteer and the way that we help people We're accused of being slacktivist, you know, where we can post the, the hashtag on our social media, um, and, and, and kind of just feel like, okay, that's it. We've done it. But uh, you know, we really can, it really is, you will feel like a million bucks when you really just take that step and say, you know what, I'm going to help. I'm going to buy a gift for a kid. I'm going to take some time and go outside. Listen, when I rang bells, when I volunteered to ring bells in Florida outside, it was amazing because it's like 75, right? At being, but, and, and being from the South, anything below 65 is freezing to us. So, you know, those people who volunteer to ring bells in like Minnesota, Man, you guys, you the real MVP, right? For sure. But there are just too many things for us to mention that your local Salvation Army can do. That's why we want you to get in contact with them. Hey, how can I help? I mean, there's oh, there's too many things for us to name here, but coat drives, shoe drives. Uh, of course, there's always canned food drives and things like that because we try to, some local Salvation Armies try to give out, you know, a Christmas dinner while they're giving out angel tree gifts to the family. So those are things you just have to get in contact with your local Salvation Army and um, check out. Last thing. Yeah. Um, oh, well, I got something. Yeah. Again, I just jump in real quick. Yeah, go for it. So you're saying um, about the generational generosity, you know, is different between the things I would say, especially Gen Z, if you're listening to this or millennials, um, we, we, we actually just ran a little um, piece about this in the December issue coming soon to uh, a, a newsstand near you of Peer Magazine, um, you'll see in the panorama feature that we talk about generational generosity. Um, even though millennials, uh, many millennials had to move back home with their parents or might have suffered financially due to the pandemic, according to a 2020 Zelle report, nearly three out of four millennials uh, have donated to a nonprofit since the pandemic began in March. Um, and second to them was Gen Z at 66%. Um, so millennials and Gen Z were leading the way in, in nonprofit donations during the pandemic. And uh, we hope to see that kind of same push uh, and rescue Christmas as well. If you are really interested, if you're a young adult, young professional out there, and you are really interested in, in helping out the Salvation Army year round, we have something called Salvation Army Echelon, which is a young adults um, in the local Salvation Army uh 
fundraising group, like a, almost like a, like a service club, like a service club sort of. Yeah. Like that where people get together and they just, uh, network, but they also help out the Salvation Army with their time. Those are not in every community in the United States, but if there may be one near you, so look them up, salvationarmyechelon.org.org, um, and see if there's one that I know that because they're doing the Echelon Kettle Takeover, uh, here soon, which you'll want to check out. Um, last thing, as always, I know we kind of said slacktivists a second ago, but don't hesitate to post things on your uh, social media. When you go to Walmart, Angel Tree, when you go to Walmart and you buy an Angel Tree gift and you're posting it up on the gram or on your Snapchat, don't be afraid to use the hashtag Walmart Angel Tree or hashtag Rescue Christmas. It's just a way to uh, help uh, let other people see, hey, I'm doing something and you can do something just as simple as that. If you want all this information, just to wrap up this airplane, wrap up this little Christmas gift and give it to Charlie Brown, who's sad this time of year. <laughs> uh, again, if you want to help out, check, go to SalvationArmyUSA.org. 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 Uh, as we like to end every episode, what's got you excited? Oh, sorry, Captain Jamie. I took your question. You ask your question officially. Well, not only did you take it, you didn't even ask it correctly, sir. I'm going to need you to get it together. Note for the Make, edit, Elizabeth. Right. Please erase everything <laughs> I've just said. You got it, man. <laughs> what is bringing you joy? All right, that's the question. To wrap up each uh, podcast episode, we're going to ask this question of, of each other. What is bringing you joy? So much um, kind of sadness and frustration um, and despair. The world is full of it, and it, it's easy to get bogged down in it. So uh, we want to focus on gratitude and Thanksgiving and what is bringing you joy. Matt, um, actually, we're going to let Elizabeth go first this time. Oh, my gosh. Come on, yes. fruit snacks. <laughs> I'm going to step up only a little bit here. I'm going to go with twinkly lights. Yes. I love them. I saw them in somebody's porch when I was on a walk the other day, and I just smiled. I love them. Wait, and you Christmas. Saw Christmas. You saw Christmas lights up before no. Thanksgiving? I think they were just like lining the porch. Matt, it's 2020. I, Let they, got them LED, they got those LED strip lights, right? Exactly. <laughs> Elizabeth, I love them. on a tree. Yes. White lights, color lights. This has just been such a topic of conversation growing in my household. <laughs> I really go back and forth because my mom is team white lights and I think they look so classy, but the color ones are so much fun. Yes. I think they so, go with personality types. Yeah. Like, white standard lights are for... You know, people who like It's a Wonderful Life is their favorite Christmas movie. Watch the Hallmark <laughs> Channel. Yeah, yes. And then multi-colored lights are for people who love diversity. <laughs> okay. It's like a BuzzFeed quiz. What's your light type? <laughs> you know what Charlie Brown's is? Blue. His light would be blue. Okay. Um, that's a great one, Elizabeth. Uh, yes. I'm going to go. Mine is not as good. Uh, <laughs> I have really been into the app game uh, Among Us. Oh my gosh, yes. Elizabeth, do you play Among Us? I do. <laughs> Listen, I am not going to toot my own horn, but toot toot. Um, I think that I might be undefeated when I'm the imposter. I am. I so. I I think that gives up to some like as a Christian, maybe I shouldn't be very good at being a liar. But mm. oh, Cam James, I heard that note. <laughs> We're married, by the way, everybody. So, um, but yeah, so that's mine. Among us, if you haven't heard of it, it's amazing. It's easy. It's free. Uh, yeah, 
Captain Jamie's, Captain Jamie's, hold on, hold on, sing. Last line. Captain Jamie's acting kind of sus. Oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna eliminate you right now. (laughs) All right. Go ahead, Captain Jamie. Uh, listen, I have so many things to say. I was going to, uh, <laughs> the, uh, you can play that game like, right. You can either jump in and play with people who are already playing, or you can set up with a code and play with like your friends, right? Yes. Nice. The, I, we're doing a, uh, another peer promo here, uh, an upcoming edition of peer magazine in January. We actually feature a review about among us. I learned so much just from reading this review that I did not know before, but now my kids are really into it. So I think I'm going to have to check it out. Susanna when we tried say to among us. It always sounds like fungus. So I feel a little <laughs> bit like weird, but <laughs> Susanna tried to explain this to me the other day, but I had questions and then she was like, Oh, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sus. That's what Susanna said. Mom's kind of sus. <laughs> so, okay. My, what's bringing me joy right now is Christmas music. I love Christmas music. I try to make myself wait until October before I start listening to it. Um, October 1st has become um, Drive My Daughter Lillian Crazy with Christmas Music Day. I love it. It's, that's how I wake her up on October 1st every year is by blaring some kind of Christmas music in her room and it makes her crazy. Um, but there's so much great, I mean, there, even traditional hymns or, um, you know, whatever albums that have already been released and stuff is great, but there are some really good ones coming out. Um, Matt, did you know that in 2020 there was an album that just came out called a Holly Dolly Christmas featuring the lovely Dolly Parton. Listen, I know where you're going. You're going to say all I want for Christmas is you. And listen, it really, it gets me generation Z. I'm coming for you on this one. How is that your favorite Christmas song? Come on. Mariah Carey has been riding that pony for years now. Oh, yeah, listen though. This is Dolly Parton and Jimmy Fallon duet on "All I Want for Christmas." I haven't heard this. This one. is I... the gift we didn't know we needed in 2020. <laughs> uh, and then um, also just dropped a holiday album. Leslie Odom Jr. of Hamilton just dropped another Christmas album uh, last week. Uh, it is called the Chris- the Christmas album. Very creative, <laughs> but it is wonderful. So I am just enjoying. Um, all of the great Christmas music that is coming out. Christmas time me joy. is <laughs> here. We're all really sad. Okay. Seasonal. <laughs> dis- what is it called? Depre- Season- depression yes, song. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> That's why you need to go listen to a Holly Dolly Christmas. <laughs> Come on. All right. Well, that's going to end this episode of the Battle Line Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Battle Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Don't forget to follow uh, peermag.org on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check out The War Cry as well. Captain Jamie, anything else you want to say about Peer today? No, I would just say if you want to check out the feature articles and all that stuff, do go to peermag.org. On social media, you can find us at peer.magazine. All right. On all the major social media networks. Until next time, this has been the Battle Line Podcast. Bye, guys. Bye.
The views and opinions expressed by the Battle Line podcast are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the Salvation Army National Headquarters.